1: Your journey begins here.
2: And now Svechnikov with speed. He's got some room in Atsuve. along the boards. Hamilton with the keep in. Hamilton sets it up front and they score! On oh, the power play! Deflected by Sebastian Ajo! Oh. Shot is blocked. Excellent work and here comes Sebastian Canes Corner Podcast
0: with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now
1: here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Thanks for spending some time with us. Sebastian Aho brought the Fez out on the ice at PNC Arena as the Hurricanes win it Five two get it, Fez. Their hats, Sebastian Ajo hat trick. Yeah, uh, good for Sebastian Ajo, who continues to pile on points. Uh, now points in 11 straight. Uh, absolutely outstanding tonight. Was the game's first star, and he should have been. He was the best player in the game tonight. Uh, Andre Svechnikov was great. Tevo Teravainen really good. I mean, Carolina had a lot of guys. Uh, who played really, really well tonight? Probably could have been more than five to two. Could have been six, seven, maybe eight to two. Uh, Carolina uh, just couldn't get another uh, few passes. I thought Colin Delia came in the game uh, and played very, very well in relief of Malcolm Subban, who I believe I called PK Subban during a uh, an appearance on. Uh, the Hurricanes radio network. Anyway, tons of stuff to get to, and we'll talk to Alec Campbell in just a little bit as the Hurricanes have now won four in a row. Uh, they maintain their position atop the Central Division Florida in overtime winner tonight over the Dallas Stars. That was a weird game. We'll we'll, uh, we'll just glance at that uh, in a second. Tampa Bay was idle and will be idle until Monday. Carolina will have another chance to extend their lead over the Lightning tomorrow when the Hurricanes play the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Well, before we get to everything else, a reminder that the Aluminum Company of North Carolina brings you the Canes Corner podcast after every Hurricanes game. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina online for a free no-obligation estimate at aluminumcompany.com. If it's for the exterior, whether it's siding or roofing or windows, no better place than the Aluminum Company on Hamlin Road in Durham. So, Sebastian Ajo, they had talked about it before the game, uh, or maybe early on in the game, that the Hurricanes are one of eight teams in the NHL that have yet to have a player register a hat-trick this season. Sebastian Ajo, uh, because he is a student of the game, was listening to the broadcast during, uh, during the first period and said, you know what, I think I will be that man and uh, and he was tonight. Andre Svechnikov responsible for the first goal because that was just a great individual play and a super pass. Uh, Andre's playing really, really well. The goals have come, not worried about it at all. Uh, there were times this year where I was worried about Andre's play because he really wasn't playing as well. He was generating chances but not playing well in his defensive end. Uh, but I think we're seeing the full Andre Svechnikov experience minus the goal scoring. That will come. It's okay with me if Andre saves, oh, 13 goals for mid-May through mid-July. It's fine with me if he wants to do that. Uh, but Aho just continues his uh, climb up the scoring ranks in the NHL. Three goals tonight, now has 24 on the season. Nine shots on goal also for Sebastian Ajo. The second goal... Uh, really, a smart play by Dougie Hamilton to get the puck to the net low with Aho alone in front, completely unmarked. Aho had so much time; just laid his stick blade open and roofed it over Subban uh, on the power play. It went right into the uh, the netting underneath the bar for nothing at that point for Carolina, and it would have been very easy to just kind of sleep the rest of the way. Uh, Carolina didn't do that. I don't think Carolina was as great in the third period as they were in the first two. That's understandable. Um, Florida did get with well, Florida. Chicago got one uh, late in the third in the second period to make it four um, one. and then uh, that was just a mix up. Uh, not even like not even a breakdown, really. Uh, It was just Stahl and Hamilton getting kind of tangled up behind the net. It led to the scoring chance and a good goal by Ian Mitchell. Uh, The mix-up maybe came in the uh, third period uh, fairly late. Brady Shea took a bad route at a puck, maybe came up too tight on Alex DeBrinket, and uh, the pass went uh, beyond Shea and to DeBrinket, and he just skated in on Ned and uh, beat him low uh, glove side for uh, 4-2. Uh, and after that, it was really up to Alex Nedelkovic to make maybe his best save of the night on a future Hall of Famer. Bechnikoff reaching in, trying to clear, but Doc will get to it. Worked across Kane, surveying the scene, and he
2: picks one and it's snagged by Nedelkovic with a minute 34 to go as he
1: takes one away from Patrick Kane. What a great save. Yeah. Think about that for a second. It's 4-2. And uh, the net's empty. And if you give up one there, that's 90 more seconds protecting a one-goal lead. It was a big save by Alex Nedeljkovic. He made a couple of good saves tonight. Um, he didn't really have to do much because Carolina was so much better than Chicago. Net only made 15 saves all night. Chicago did not do much in terms of even shooting the puck, let alone uh, shooting pucks on net uh, for the night this evening, according to our friends at Natural Statrick, uh Chicago attempted just 41 shots, and they were better in the third period than they were in the others. Carolina obviously uh, not trying to force the issue too much offensively. In the third, uh, it was Carolina's lightest period in terms of uh, shot attempts. Uh, they outshot, in terms of attempts, in the second period, they outshot Chicago 32-14. Uh, it really was a spectacular uh, first 40 minutes for Carolina. Again, dominant first, dominant second, uh probably uh just backed off a little bit in the third. Blackhawks didn't play like a team facing their season mortality tonight. Uh and that's what happened. Chicago gets uh nothing out of this game and uh Nashville uh won the game in overtime over Columbus. So Chicago is now Eliminated from the playoff race. We'll see how they play tomorrow and Thursday, the final two games of the Hurricanes' home schedule. Speaking of the home schedule, (laughs) Hurricanes 19-3-4 on home ice. 19-3-4 on home ice. That sounds good to me. Uh, 8-0-3 in their last 11, 11, 11-1-4 in their last 16 games. They have been uh, absolutely dynamite. A quick look at the standings. Uh, Hurricanes with 77 points. Their magic number to wrap it all up now down to five. Five points that they get, five points that Tampa doesn't get, uh, would eliminate the lightning from this equation. Uh, Florida's two points back. Again, Florida was a 5-4 winner in overtime over Dallas. Florida had that game 3-1, had that game 4-2. Dallas kept fighting back. They scored goals like 10 seconds apart in the third period early to make it 4-4, but Florida wins it in overtime. I think it was a power play goal uh, that Florida got the win. Nashville, again, was a winner over Columbus. Uh, And here's what's trending in the Central Division. It does look, unless Carolina uh, goes to bed tomorrow, and Thursday, it does look like Tampa-Florida will close the season with each other, Carolina-Nashville will close the season with each other, and those will be the matchups in the first round of the playoffs in the Central Division. So Florida and Tampa are playing these games in Florida. Uh, That series, I mean, who knows where it's going to be? It might be in Florida to start, depending on what happens there. Um, and Nashville will start games one and two in Carolina. So um, it's kind of a spicy way to end the season if there's nothing to play for. If you're the Hurricanes, certainly spicy in Nashville. Uh, What? uh, Hot chicken, right? Nashville hot chicken. Uh, And for for the Battle of the Sunshine State, um, those two teams will grow immense dislike for one another uh, before they get to wherever that the first two games are played whether it's sunrise or tampa bay so uh lots of uh, lots of intrigue in our final week of the season uh so we started off by listening to a pair of sebastian aho uh, goals he had or actually all three of the goals it's not a natural hat trick though if we could just uh, i mean i hate to be this guy but too late i'm almost always that guy but a natural hat trick are when you score three goals uninterrupted. Now, Aho scored his first two goals to make it three nothing and then four nothing. And then Chicago scored two goals. There is the interruption. So Aho did get the hat trick, but it's not a natural hat trick. I mean, it's three goals for Carolina in a row, but Chicago scored twice, thus interrupting. The, uh, the natural part of the hat trick, it was not an unnatural hat trick, uh, but it just wasn't a natural hat trick. First of the season for, uh, for the Hurricanes, obviously first of the season for Aho. Vincent Trocek, 10 games now without a goal, but you know what? Vincent Trocek was great tonight. I know he was the third star of the game. I had him as the second star of the game. I thought Trocek was absolutely dominant in the first two periods, uh, I thought that line was, I think that line was probably Carolina's best line as a group. Uh, absolutely all over the ice. I thought Nino Niederreiter was great tonight. Uh, no points, but I think he was a difference maker. He created the um, the goal for Natchez. Uh, just incredible net front presence. That puck goes uh, just off the left post, then back off of P.K. Sub, not Pekan, uh, second second time. And he's not Pekan either. He's Malcolm Subban. And in off his back and then off his leg after uh, after hitting the bar. So it wasn't a shot on goal, and then it was a goal <laughs> for Martin Natchez. But a good play, in N- uh, Nino Niederreiter, really created the opportunity. I thought Nino was great all game long in front of the net. Uh, 12th of the season for nature snaps the 11 game goal scoring drought. Andres Svechnikov now eight without a goal, but you know what? Not concerned. He's playing so well and he was dynamite tonight. He was one of my three stars. Jesper Fost came back. Uh, he gets the assist on the blocked shot that led to the Ajo, uh, empty net goal. A nice fight off of Patrick Kane to, uh, to get the hat trick tonight. Number 24, On the season, Alex Nedeljkovic was good. He didn't have to be great. Now, 15 of his last 19 games, two goals or less. Uh, Today's start was his seventh in the last 10 games. Peter Morazek was the backup tonight. Expect to see him in the crease tomorrow night as Peter gets back on the ice. Uh, And look, I don't know what's going to happen game one. Rod Brindemore addressed it after the game. I think it was Chip uh, Alexander. Who asked him about, you know, Nedeljkovic establishing himself as the number one goaltender? I don't know what it's going to be like in the postseason. The Hurricanes could certainly use two goaltenders. They've done that before. In fact, both times they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals, they used two goaltenders. It was Artur Zerbe and Kevin Weeks in two thousand and two, and it was Cam Ward and Martin uh, or Martin Gerber, not Martin Martin Gerber in two thousand and six. So I would not be surprised at all if we saw Nedeljkovic and Mrazek sharing the crease. Um, but I think Nedeljkovic is the best goalie they've got. And I don't know if Rod believes that or not or if uh, if he's even allowing himself to make that determination. But honestly, Ned's been great. I didn't think he was great tonight, but he didn't have to be. Uh, but he did make that big save on Patrick Kane when it was already 4-2. Uh, to two. Dougie Hamilton got his 10th goal of the season. Of course, that goal was really a gift. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I forget who it was. Somebody tweeted to me during the game that uh, uh, Malcolm Subban <laughs> was on hat-trick watch because the first goal really went in off really shouldn't have been a goal, went in off of the stick of Subban, and the uh, second goal, the nature's goal, off the post, off of Subban and in. Uh, but uh, Dougie Hamilton's 10th he also adds an assist for 2.9. Power play goes one for three. Uh, the penalty kill, three for three on the night as the PK continues to be outstanding. Uh, if I could just point this out now in the last, I believe it's the last 15 games now, Carolina's penalty kill, 42 of 46 in the last 15 games. 42 of 46 in the last 15 games. From where I sit, that's pretty great. Uh, power play now seven for their last 38. Power play hasn't been great. They're still scoring their goals here and there. Hasn't been great. It'll need to be better when they get to the postseason. Um, but I think I think we would all prefer if Carolina's five-on-five five play uh, just sharpened up a little. They looked very good at five-on-five five tonight. So uh, a lot of good stuff. Uh, the first goal, really good hard work from the Trocheck line, and ultimately Dougie Hamilton got a break.
2: Carolina will control the puck. Trocheck across to Hamilton. Second chance for him. He'll through, they score. Dougie Hamilton heads up play, throws it in front of the net, banks off of Suvan and the cage. Get on the board
1: first. It's one nothing Carolina. Really, I'm pretty sure that Dougie Hamilton was not trying to score, uh, but. Made a break. That was a great shift from the Trocek line. Everybody was involved. Trocek put it into the, tried to put it into the corner, but Hamilton was down there. Uh, picked it up, skated around, uh, and then just threw it in front. And uh, really, lazy stick by Malcolm Suman, and it goes in. 1-0 Carolina, about six or so minutes in. Uh, later in the period, about the 13-and-a-half-minute mark, Martin Natchez uh, was handed the puck by Trocheck just inside the blue line, and he let it go. Now it's
2: Trochek, leaves for Natchez. Natchez, he'll risk one, and that hits the puck, man and it's a Peter out front with the presence. It was Natchez with the shot, and the puck finds its way behind Suvan
1: again. 2-0 Carolina. For Natchez, who after the game said his play the last few games had sucked, Rod Brindamore. Refused to disagree. <laughs> uh, love the honesty. Um, I'm, a, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of H's. Really am. Uh, I think the kid gets it. Uh, he's a hard worker. Uh, he tries to make plays. Sometimes it gets the better of him, uh, but he's responsible defensively. Uh, I think we're starting also to see him throw his body around a little bit more and more, and I think that'll continue to develop. Uh, as he gets older and stronger, um, there is going to be a 40-goal season from Natchez at some point. He's He's got that kind of ability. Uh, and the speed, of course, is electrifying. And he's a good penalty killer. He's legitimately good on the PK. I mean, he was part of it again tonight. We also saw Tavo Teravainen get out there early on the PK with Jordan Stahl tonight. Just think about how much—well, their penalty kill can't get any better. Uh, but it's going to get Brock McGinn back at some point. It's going to get Jordan Martinook back at some point. So many PK options. They, this team probably has is deeper on the penalty kill than any team in the NHL. And I say that not knowing how many players for other teams are used on the PK. But just that's how good guys like Natchez and Aho and Taravainen and, and Faust and Stahl and Trochek are. And then you've got, Really, the two best penalty killers, Slavin and Pesci, who are just uh, absolutely elite uh, in that regard. Uh, then in the second period, it was the Sebastian Ajo show uh, that started, but pre- credit where credit is due to the man who created the play, Andre Svechnikov. And now Svechnikov with speed,
2: he's got some room in on Suvance. Across the- oh, Ajo,
1: Appreciated Ajo understanding that that play was made by Svetch. I mean, that was head of steam coming out of your own end, flying past Chicago, uh, and then the patience to wait and wait and wait for the, the right moment to drop the pass to Sebastian, uh, who had, it was not the easiest finish in the world because he was so tight to the goal. Uh, but uh, good for Ajo. Uh, his first of three. Uh, the second one was just... I mean, power play beauty, but also penalty kill ambivalence, I think, on the part of Chicago. I mean, how do you let Aho just camp in front of the net without anybody getting a body on him? Uh, but we'll take it. Stahl works along the boards. Hamilton with the keep in. Hamilton sets it up front and he score!
2: On the power play! Deflected by Sebastian Aho! It's his second of the period. A stick by AHO and the Canes go up for nothing.
1: It's the Harlem Globetrotter portion of the tour. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe I should have played Sweet Georgia Brown at the beginning instead of the Fez, uh, which is really one of my uh, favorite uh, Steely Dan songs. Of course, the Fez isn't really about hats, but that's another story altogether. Uh, as I as I like to say, not all empty net goals are created equal. Sebastian actually had to work for this. Shot is blocked.
2: Excellent work. Here
1: comes. Not, not natural, but still good, and it was 5-2. Um, but anyway, uh, he had to fight off Patrick Kane. Uh, that was a hard-working, empty-net race that Aho won over a future Hall of Famer, uh, and Carolina pulls off the 5-2 win. Um, we'll take a short break. Alec Campbell will join us on the other side, host of Stormwatch, Aftermath, the intermissions on the Hurricanes Radio Network. Uh, all of that. We'll have fun. We'll compare stars. We'll whip them out, uh, and we'll talk about uh, the Sebastian Aho experience. All of that uh, coming up on the other side. A quick reminder that you can follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Rate us. Review us. Give us five stars. Why do Why do I have to do that? I shouldn't have to beg for stars. If you like it, you'll give us five stars because you like it. And if you don't like it, you won't listen. And that's fine. If you don't like it. Okay. Let me know why. Uh, just give us a review uh, wherever you get your podcast. Alec Campbell next. Alec Campbell, my friend Stormwatch, aftermath intermissions, Carolina hurricanes, radio network. Uh, and we talk about handshakes from uh, From noon to three, Monday through Friday. Uh, two points closer. Magic number down to five to eliminate Tampa? Mm-hmm. Tampa's idle until Wednesday. And did you know the hurricanes can eliminate the Florida Panthers tomorrow from winning the division?
0: I did not know that, but that is great news. The more people that are eliminated, the less people that can win it.
1: <laughs> yes, if uh, if they if they beat Chicago in regulation tomorrow, um, they uh, they own the the first tiebreaker with Florida. Even if they wet the bed the remaining three games and don't get a point, uh, because Florida can't get past seventy nine points, uh, a regulation win tomorrow would give Carolina seventy nine points. Uh, and they would have more regulation wins than the Florida Panthers could get to. So uh, we're very excited about the possibility of that. Uh, but uh, your thoughts on what we what, what we witnessed, uh, at least on television, from PNC Arena tonight?
0: I mean, it feels like it's just another in a, in a list of, uh, you know, a line of dominant performances lately, uh, minus the one they had uh, – Saturday night, but you know, I can recall the win over Dallas a couple of games ago and then the win over Detroit, the game after that. And then tonight's win. I mean, I don't know that the wins get any easier than those three games. Um, So, you know, just really sheer dominance both from the eye test and also just looking back at the numbers. I mean, Carolina just generating tons of chances, they were not allowing very many. I mean, I think Chicago had like four shots on goal in the first period. Yeah. I think they had seven in the second and six in the third. Um, and then you, you know, you go to naturalstatric.com and you look at all the scoring chances and the high danger chances and it's just a complete and utter blowout <laughs> in all of those uh, all of those departments. So, I mean, you know, Chicago is not a great team. They have played Carolina pretty well this year, but this was easily their worst performance against Carolina. Mm -hmm. No doubt about that. And Sebastian Ajo was dominant tonight. Yeah. And so were a bunch of other guys. I mean, I feel like, again, this was a night where if you wanted to choose, you know, six, you know, if you wanted to run down six different people who could have gotten stars tonight, you probably could have found, found a, a, a different list, but, um, it was just, just pure dominance from a far superior team. Yeah. Um, and they, they got fortunate that Malcolm Subban was absolute horse crap tonight in net cause he was, that might've been, that might've been the worst goaltending performance I've seen yeah. all year from anyone.
1: Yeah. It was not good. Um, like I, I he didn't have much, ch- much of a chance on the second one. Uh, Nino Niederreiter was all no. over him on the second one, but that, no, but it, that first goal it, it, was just, Ooh, it's not even, the. it's not even just the goals though. It was just oh, he, every,
0: right. the, yeah. I mean, he just, he just couldn't find it tonight, but you know, that ain't the hurricane's fault. Um, and they did what, what you're supposed to do when you run up against a goaltender who's not having a good night. Get pucks in the net, score goals, and they did.
1: Yeah, Carolina entered the game with a bunch of guys and uh, having goal-scoring droughts, um, mm-hmm. and one of those goal droughts ended. Natchez, uh his streak snapped at 11. Uh, he has the second goal. Again, th- that's a situation where I like th- to be the official scorer there and give Nino Niederreiter an assist uh, because mm-hmm. there's just no way that goal is scored, no matter yeah. how bad Malcolm Subban is uh, without Nino Niederreiter in front. But we, uh, we have rules. We have to abide by those rules. Uh, but Vincent okay. Trocheck now 10 games without a goal. But I ain't complaining because Vincent Trocheck was a boss tonight.
2: Yeah,
0: he was awesome.
1: He was tremendous. He was tonight.
0: awesome. And by the way, that's more of an assist – than many of the others that we have discussed this year, by the way. I
1: thought you were going to call Jesper Fost out for getting the assist on the Yahoo goal, the third Aho goal.
0: Yeah, see, I didn't even... Is he the one who blocked
1: the shot? He blocked the shot.
0: Okay, yeah, well, see, I would give that more of an assist. Great set. Great set. Than, you know, pucks <laughs> glancing off someone's skate or stick. To someone, and them getting a getting an assist for that—that's oh. absolute
1: horse. That's crap. <laughs> oh, you could have used horse crap twice in the same podcast. Yeah, that's, that's uh, okay. I couldn't.
0: I couldn't. I couldn't do it twice in a row. That's all right.
1: In uh, and Andrei Sveshnikov and now, I believe, was it seven games in a row without without a goal, or maybe eight games? Right. And I'm I'm not complaining because also no. Andrei Sveshnikov outstanding tonight. I gave him a star. I think you and I saw the same game again. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. I think we saw I the gave- same game. Was that the garbage disposal? It was. What do we have in there? What's what's making all that noise?
0: Oh, I have no idea, man. You don't know what goes in there. Just, I just saw the water kind of coming up, so i got to run it real Get rid of it. it with that. Get, yeah. rid of,
1: get rid of it. Throw, you, you know, here, by the way, good helpful trick here uh, throw ice in your garbage disposal.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: throw ice. Uh, it's good. It helps it helps kind of clean it out, get some of the uh, see, debris out. Yeah.
0: See, these are the kinds of tips I need because uh, someone sent me some good blueberry pres- preservation uh, tips on Twitter. Are you a little serious? Bit ago.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, so
0: the birds don't eat the blueberries, although his setup's a little different than mine. I'm going to have to send him back a picture of my trees because I got big trees, right. not just not just plants.
1: Not puny uh, blueberry trees. You have a blueberry forest.
0: Right. That's right. I got bushes, man. I got, like, big bushes. <laughs> but he sent me good tips, and that's the kind of stuff I want. That's the kind of information I need. Ice in your disposal. How do you keep the birds out of your blueberries, right? That's what I need.
1: It's perfect podcast for that. It really is. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're almost at the end, and then the playoffs, it'll be, like, starting over uh, all again. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Look, can... can as a public service announcement, I mentioned this earlier. A natural hat trick is when you score three goals uninterrupted by right. either team. Correct. Not just your by own either team. team. And it right. doesn't
0: have to be in the same period either. Right. And I will admit, I had to look that up when I he did said too. it was a natural hat trick. I thought to myself, "Is it? Um, what, what is it? If you score?" All the goals in one period.
1: Uh a natural hat trick in one period. Cause it was isn't that wasn't that
0: the original Not sure. hat trick? Is if you score them all in one period or no? I don't know. Maybe I'm making something up, but but yeah, I did have to look that up. Yes. Just to uh cause I wasn't sure.
1: Chicago scored twice after Ajo scored twice, third goal. But you know what? It's still a hat trick. Uh so I ain't gonna sure. complain about it. Uh, here's the, uh, the Hurricanes penalty kill. And, um, by the way, Chicago has been really good on the power play against Carolina in the season series. Uh, six of 16 overall. I know three of them came in one game, uh, but six of 16 overall is still pretty stout. And, uh, the Hurricanes really did not allow Chicago anything on the power play tonight. Uh, three great kills, and Carolina is now 42 for their last 30, 46 over the last 15 games on the PK. That's without Brock McGinn and Jordan Martinook. Not bad.
0: No, not bad at all. And that was really just an extension of the rest of the game tonight, where Carolina really didn't allow Chicago to do anything anywhere. So I mean, they got the they got the the two goals. Um, but really they didn't, they didn't do a whole lot.
1: You know, by the way, kind of an interesting, a sneaky big spot in the game. It's four nothing. And Chicago gets the goal with Pew Suter behind Alex Nedeljkovic. Mm-hmm. It's kind of bit gutsy. To challenge that because goaltender interference, you want to challenge goaltender interference? Like we like we all know what that looks like on a day-to-day basis, um, right. depending on what the officials are, because there's still plenty of time left in the second period. If it's 4-1 there and you lose the challenge, and all of a sudden Chicago gets uh, a power play and then scores a goal, all of a sudden you have a legitimate hockey game with... 27 or so minutes left it's a legit hockey game at that point uh so gutsy called to challenge it and i mean they were right it was pretty obvious mm-hmm. it was goaltender interference uh but honestly it's like a rorschach test what goaltender interference is i never know uh i assumed it was but you know i could see him going well you know Hawk and Pa, and Trocheck really weren't letting them out and uh, So, who knows? Uh, Ned wasn't fighting, trying to fight to get to the puck. I have no idea what goaltender interference is on a game in, game out basis, but uh, I'm glad they got that one right because it could have gotten hairy.
0: Yeah, it could have. I mean, they even said it on the broadcast. You know, you showed 10 different examples of that and they all look different. And the ones you think were, you know, you're right on, you're going to be wrong on, and vice versa. So, I mean, they, but you know, they, they've been like notoriously good at their challenges just throughout Rod Brindamore's tenure. I, I think they may have lost one or two this year, but one, I think that's, they haven't haven't lost a ton. Yeah. They haven't lost a ton. So, you know, they want to challenge something. I trust them.
1: (laughs) Uh, 19, three and four at home with two games left to play. That's a staggering home record.
0: Yeah. You know, I kind of found myself wondering what some of the numbers would be if they were playing an 82 game schedule for both their record and for some of the player statistics this year, because and you know, and, and obviously they haven't played the other teams from around the league. Yes, You know, the travel isn't there, that kind of thing. So who knows, but you know, I've kind of found myself thinking like, man, it's kind, of, it's, it's kind of a shame that they have to get to the playoffs because they could have some incredible numbers by the end of the season. It's almost like, you know, if you're having a good period and then suddenly the time runs out and you have to go to the intermission. It's like, man, it's a shame that that <laughs> that you had to stop playing there. Um, but such is life. It just uh, just kind of. Creep crept into my head. I guess we'll take this, you know, winning a division potentially, or, you know, even a president's trophy, which by the way, I don't believe in the curse, not even a little bit. Uh, so we'll take that over, you know, when you can get it over potentially, you know, playing an 82 game season, just to see what the numbers would be. But by the way, I have found myself wondering that
1: is a 121 point season good.
0: Seems good to me. Seems really good. Seems like historically good.
1: That's the pace Carolina's on. Yeah.
0: 120,
1: insane. 121 points. Uh, they are plus 25 right now and over NHL 500. Plus 25. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for how long during the season were we going, man, they're just not, I don't see it game in and game out. Right but I think you made an interesting point um because I do think that you know you're talking about the president's trophy uh, they shouldn't even they shouldn't even designate it this year I mean how unfair is it for instance this is why I, I I'm not saying I dismiss Toronto's chance of winning a Stanley Cup they are loaded with talent they added some uh, some grit with Nick Foligno at the deadline. Uh, They've got Joe Thornton up there basically centering a fourth line. I mean, they are absolutely loaded. Austin Matthews might score 45 goals in a 56-game season. But that division is trash. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, you look at the West— St. Louis is playing really well now, and they're going to claim the fourth spot. But Arizona was in it until about ten days ago, and they were under five hundred. So, yeah. the, the the divisions are so imbalanced. Like, yeah. I feel bad for the Rangers. Rangers make the playoffs in every other division, other than the one they're in. If the Rangers yeah. were in this division, they would have beaten out Nashville and Dallas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This division's top heavy as hell too. I mean, it feels like right now there's only three good teams and, you know, depending on what you, but depending on what you think of Florida, I mean, I've, I've liked Florida, but they do feel a little, I mean, flimsy, uh, but you know, Dallas and Nashville and Florida. I mean, I don't know. It's it's not. It's not a, It's not that strong of a division.
1: No, I mean, uh, I. I think that this this has been a weird year. I think it's a pretty. T- I think there are two teams, and I don't want to discount Florida because Florida is obviously uh, incredibly good offensively. I don't think they're great defensively. I think ultimately they're going to leave it too much. Leave too much up to their goaltending uh, to right. bail them out. Uh, Which, the way Drieger has played for the most part, although injured now. Hey, Spencer Knight is pretty good. I'm not sure Bobrovsky is good enough anymore. Uh, But their other options are pretty good in Drieger and Spencer Knight. Um, Knight's been really, really fun to watch when I have seen him play. Um, But... Carolina and Tampa, and I still think, I mean, we might, I don't know if we disagree or not. I still think Tampa is a significant step up from where Carolina is, regardless of what happens in the division. They're going to add Kucherov and Stamkos back uh, when, those are two pretty good adds, I believe, when the playoffs Mm -hmm. start. And the only thing that, you know, would give me some pause is Kucherov, with a hip injury, hasn't played all year. So we just don't know uh, what he is going to be like when he does return, and Stamkos has been out for a lot. Um, But in the West, I mean, Colorado and Vegas are by far the two best. I know St. Louis is playing better, and they might be a tougher out, but I don't think St. Louis is beating either of those two teams, and I think it's going to be St. Louis and Vegas in the first round, and Vegas, I think Vegas will beat them in five or six games. Um, Toronto isn't going to have any problem, I don't think, with anybody in the the, uh, North. The East is going to be the one division for me, where put them in a hat, pick one out. Yep, they could win it. They could. They could win the division, and I think anybody who comes out of there could win a Stanley Cup.
0: Um, I don't really have much to add, uh. But I, you know, I just, I just have it. It, it has been a weird year, um, just with the way you know, the scheduling is and, and the, the the divisions were constructed and all that kind of stuff. Um, so who knows how it would shake out in a normal year, but I I just kind of feel like, you know, I mean, I, I think of Sebastian Ajo, right. And he's having a hell of a year. What would his numbers be in a regular year? Um, I mean, he, he, he'd be, I mean, obviously we can try to extrapolate it out, but it's, in some ways it just kind of stinks that it's it's not going to go down in the books yeah. that way that he, that he doesn't have that extra time um to try to get it so that's that's the only only place i was going with that but
1: so what is uh, uh what does he have now 55 points in 52 games yeah something like something that like 55 that. or 56 points uh i mean this is kind of where he's been headed Right? He's just kind of slowly getting to this point where, uh, I mean, 24 goals in 52 games kind of feels like, oh thirty five. 35. You know, last year he had what, 38 goals in 66 yeah. and, or 68 games? 30, I think like 38 goals in 68. Uh, but he didn't have quite as many assists this year. Uh, the assister he has got more assists than goals. He's got what an eleven game point streak. No, it's an eight game point streak. He's yeah. got six yeah. goals and nine assists in his last eight games. Um, you know, he's been awesome. I like I, I like the fact that uh, you know they were asking questions about you know what makes Sebastian Ajo so good tonight? Because I mean, we've, we've talked about it uh, and you know how I feel, but uh, it's your turn to talk about Sebastian Ajo Alec. No,
0: he's uh, I mean, listen, I've always sort of wondered like whether or not he was, you know, more of a second line center in some places. And I think there's, there's a lack of flash to his game that maybe can sometimes lead you to believe that. And also in the past, there were too many stretches of, you know, pointless games. And I think it was Kurt Dusterberg who pointed it out. And this was my key for Sebastian this year was that he couldn't go longer than a game or two without putting up points. And I think it's only been a couple of times this year that he's gone more than two games without putting up points. So, but he's just, he doesn't, he's just not a flashy player. He's just a reliable player. But, I mean, the numbers are insane. Um, you know, he's leading the team in all the categories. He's one of, I think, five players in the NHL (laughs) to lead his team in points and goals and assists. (laughs) So.
1: He's a plus 18 for what that's meant, for what that's worth.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, he just, uh. He, he's just such like a silent assassin that it sometimes i guess you know i don't you know he's not mcdavid you know no um so but you know there's only one mcdavid <laughs> uh, right right so i mean it's like you know what are we really comparing him against um but he's he's been awesome man awesome this year it's great tonight so yeah love him
1: you know I think the interesting comparison for him, and I'm going to pull it up here real quick uh, before we whip out stars. Um, I I actually look at Sebastian Ajo's game, and I think it's comparable to Nicholas Backstrom with Washington, who doesn't do a lot of flash, right? Uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: As a matter of fact, this year, Backstrom is uh, uh, 14 goals, 37 assists, 51 points in 51 games. But that's basically what Backstrom has been throughout his entire career. Uh, Especially once he established himself uh, probably over the last eight or so years. 79 points, 78, 70, 86, 71, 74. Last year, 54 in 61 games, 51 in 51. Uh, I mean, he's not necessarily a huge goal scorer and I think Ahu will get him there. Uh, But... Man, he's just solid, doesn't make any mistakes. Uh, you know, on the uh always a contender for Selkie, for Lady Bings, and I think that's what we're going to see from Sebastian. I mean, he's 23. The dude is yeah. 23 years old. Is getting better and better and better every single year, and I point this out all the time. Um, I asked Rod after uh, ultimately, after the elimination by Boston in uh, two years ago, so I I said, you know, we all knew that Sebastian was hurt. He had a something, whether it was his wrist or his hand or his arm, he was hurt in that series. He wasn't even taking faceoffs, um, and he wasn't great at faceoffs. But you don't let Brock McGinn take your faceoffs. Uh, so he was hurt. So I, but I asked Rod. I said, what's the next step for Ajo to become, you know, a complete center? And just said, I got to be able to play him against the other team's best every night. And that's basically what he's become. He's been able to play him against their best every night. He had the Kane line tonight. So Kane was playing with Suter and, uh, was it Kubelik, I think, tonight? I think it was Suter and Kubalik. It might have been Kuryshev. Uh, I think it was Kuryshev. Uh it was uh yeah, cuz DeBrinkert was playing with Kirby Dock uh on a uh, on a second line. Alex DeBrinket's a player, man. That mm. dude, that dude's good. Uh that was a hell of a goal he scored on uh on Ned uh but but that's the thing about Aho, man. He can they they were whatever, whatever you need, he can do. Kill penalties scoring a power play five on five, win a face off. He's been, uh, he's been awesome. And again, I keep saying it: the beauty is in watching him every day. He just, he's, he, you're not going to see a lot of highlights from ajo right? You just not. So, right. It's, it's just workman. That's all it is. Yep. He's very, he's very finish. If I could, if I could stereotype the Finnish player, he just is man. They're hardworking, smart, tough hockey players, all of them. Mm-hmm. Except for yeah, team, just kidding. team
0: players too. Sometimes to a fault. I mean, they, they want to make the other guys around mm-hmm. them better. They always want to look for the best shot, not just, you know, for themselves. Um, which, you know, it's to a fault sometimes that they play that way. Yeah. But uh, I was no different, but you know, you see he's getting his numbers anyways. Um, which I like to believe in in the in the rod system in the sense that you know all those things come to you if you do all the all the little things right um, that the, the numbers follow. I think that's true for Ajo.
1: was your favorite moment when Rod did not disagree with Martin Natchez's assessment of his own play over the last few games?
0: Yes, love that. <laughs> Yeah, I love that.
1: Rod's reaction, if you're watching on television, too, is like, well, yeah, he uh, he sucked. He sucked those games. There's no question about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I, I just love nature's bringing it up. Yeah. I mean,
0: this is how the players view, you know, this this is how they review their games and things like that. I mean, it's just real. Yeah. Right? We don't have to pretend like these things don't happen. Right. And it's okay for Rod to agree with that. Um, so I, I loved it. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, I love everything he does just because he's just so no BS about everything um, that it, it makes me laugh, but it also feels very relatable to me as well. Like, cause I, I just think there are so many things that we're either afraid to say, or we pretend to like, you know, there are things that are said or whatever behind closed doors, but we don't say them out in the open, but Rod just says them all. And I appreciate that about, I appreciate that about him. (laughs) Like, yeah, like it's, it's funny. Like there's so many things that are like, we're offended by them. If they're said out loud, even though we know what goes on, And that I've never understood that it doesn't make any sense to me. Whereas like Rod will just tell you and he shouldn't have to feel like he has to manipulate things. Although I will say this on the uh, manipulation side, why is he so hesitant to name a like 1A goaltender? Is this just like keeping... Egos, you know, is this main, is this managing egos uh, or does he really not know?
1: Well, I think he knows that when he says all three guys are his number one goaltender, I think he knows that we know that James is not not that guy. Like Uh, he
0: can't just say out loud that like Ned's our guy right now. Like, is he worried that Peter is going to take that the wrong way?
1: No. I I honestly think – do I think that Rod doesn't know? I think Rod, if uh, if tomorrow was game one, I think Nedeljkovic would be in goal. But I think he's going to let Peter play a couple of times between now and the end of this season. He's only going to get, my guess is, two starts. He'll start tomorrow. Uh, The Hurricanes, uh, I'm sure – Ned will get back in net on Thursday against Chicago. I don't know. Maybe he'll go Morazic back-to-back starts. Uh, and then they'll probably split the two games in Nashville. Um, and I, I've said this to you before. I wouldn't be surprised if Marazic plays well. If Peter gets game one, I wouldn't be shocked by it. Um, I think Ned's their best goaltender. But Peter's played really well. I mean, the numbers say, gosh, he's been awesome. So mm-hmm. and Rod uh is fiercely loyal. Fiercely loyal. And he's loyal to Peter too. He loves Peter. He really does. Uh and I don't think yeah. Peter the way Peter has played um they don't have any less of a chance of winning with Mrazik, I don't think. no, right. no I mean it's, I agree. it's it's negligible. Uh, but I do think that Ned is the best of the three goaltenders, and James Reimer is going to be a wonderful uh, practice hood ornament uh, for the uh, for the playoffs. He's going to be there. He's going to he'll 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 absorb some shots in practice uh, when they do start practicing again. My guess is they will not have another practice the rest of the season. All right, All right whip out your stars.
0: All right, I had I had Dougie. Okay. Um, third star i had spech and then i had aho you
2: know, i was so pretty
0: i could have given one to trocheck i could have given one to nates um those probably would be my candidates tonight
1: i considered Nita rider too i thought nino that was very make, good tonight
0: i didn't consider him
1: okay oh.
0: <laughs> Good screen though. Good screen.
1: <laughs> I thought I thought he played a really good game uh, all night. Mine um, uh, were uh, Svechnikov, third star, Vincent Trocek, second star, and Sebastian Aho. I thought uh, we don't have too many no brainer easy first stars. I thought this was an. Neat- I thought this was a no brainer tonight.
0: Yeah, that was a no brainer. I mean, hat tricks generally are no brainers. Shutouts are no brainers. You know, goaltenders get shutouts. Usually that's a no-brainer for me. Um, But, yeah, it was pretty easy tonight. I I mean, but, you know, I thought Sebastian just, I don't know, besides the goals. I mean, he was giving nine shots on goal tonight. (laughs) Yep. So he was just active. He was all over the place, you know, throwing passes too. So.
1: Uh, All right. With that said, uh, we have done enough uh alec campbell my man follow him on twitter at alec campbell5 uh we'll do this again tomorrow night uh Canes corner podcast is a wrap uh hat trick for sebastian ajo what is a finnish hat uh all right okay. sir we'll uh we'll do this again more
2: all
0: right man sounds good later
1: uh the aluminum company of north carolina sponsors the Kane's corner podcast morning after edition Siding, roofing, windows, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, you name it. If it's for the exterior of your home, there is no better place than the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Go online for a free no-obligation estimate at AluminumCompany.com. Follow us wherever you get your podcast. Uh, the Canes Corner Podcast is here for you after every Hurricanes game. Playoffs right around the corner. Who knows when they're going to start. Uh, The North and the West are going to be in a little bit of a delay game. Uh, St. Louis and Colorado each have seven games left entering tonight. I think St. Louis won. Colorado was playing late against San Jose. That game is underway. There are teams in the North with tons of games remaining. So I don't know how this is going to play out. uh, But uh, my guess is that the playoffs likely will start probably late next week. Friday maybe at the earliest. Uh, or probably more likely Saturday of next week. So uh, we're still talking about, uh, you know, after the Hurricanes wrap up the season Monday in Nashville, a week from tonight, uh, we're still talking about probably another uh, four or five days off before they crank it up for the postseason against Nashville, more than likely. Uh, Actually, I'm not even sure it's even more than likely now. It almost seems certain that it is going to be the Predators. They won. Dallas lost in overtime tonight. Uh, So another game further back for the Dallas Stars. Games in hand don't matter if you don't win them. Anyway, uh, we'll do this again tomorrow. I'm Adam Gold, Kane's Corner Podcast, signing off. Bye.
0: You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL SportsFan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner
1: Podcast.
2: Is getting your CPAP supplies a real pain? It doesn't have to be that way. Hi, I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers, and we are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Our streamlined process makes getting your CPAP as easy as one, two, three, and we ship anywhere in the state.
0: If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health.